With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This is the Manchester Football Social full-time devils takeover yeah. welcome to the full-time devils takeover on excess manchester i am adam mccola we are here 6 to 7 p.m on your airwaves and on youtube as well make sure you're keeping it locked for an action-packed show and today my guests are webby the usual guest in the house no joel today's left me on my own it's going to be absolute carnage in here and jamie jackson the Guardian's North Manchester football correspondent. Let That's me get that right before we get stuck in. <laughs> we've got an action-packed day today and we've let Jamie back in because he has been showing Jose some respect in those press conferences. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. Anyway, cannot wait to get stuck in to the show today. And remember, you guys can join in as well. You can get your comments in on YouTube and we'll be reading a few of those out. And you can also call in if that's what you would like to do. The number to call is 0345 That number again, 0345 If you're calling from outside of the UK, then add that plus four four at the front. But let's get stuck into the chat. Webby, Jamie, how are you guys doing? And how are you feeling? Let's go to a fan before we go to the journal first. Webby, how are you feeling this week? Disappointed with the other night, the performance. Obviously started off well. Great goal, the Manchester United goal. It was like the old days and then we seemed to sit back. You know, and it wasn't until we were 2-1 down at the 10 men we started attacking. <laughs> you know, and we get to lucky equaliser and then... We've the penalties there. We've seen Philip Jones walk up, and we've all walked out before he's kicked it. You know, no disappointing. You know, you've 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 got to be looking at progressing in every competition. You're not just the League Cup, however it's called now. And it was a disappointing, but fair play to Derby. Great free kick mm. by the young lad. Oh, you know what I mean? Pity's from Liverpool, like, and he's like he's a legend now. When he up there, like you said, great free kick. Deservedly sending off, stupid. But you got to look at the back two. The gap between what they left. You know, it was disappointing. Strong enough team to get through. It was and a very never, strong team. Very strong team. I read an interesting stat recently that because we looked at all the teams from the top six yesterday, City, Tottenham, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, etc. In the Carling Cup and only one or two under 21 players were involved throughout the whole six sides. So the Carling Cup, Capital Cup, whatever you want to call it, has taken more... Um, 
more value to the top managers because there's six teams now fighting for the league okay. and then all these domestic cup competitions can save your job. Jamie, from a journalist's mm. point of view, looking into Manchester United, it's probably been an absolute goldmine for stories mm. this week. But what have you thought um, from a from a neutral perspective? Uh, well, that that um, derby game, I, mean, I, I was at it as well, covering it, and I just felt like it was United Groundhog Day, really, under Mourinho, sort of looking like you can kill off a team quite easily, there for the taking. Uh, and then it just goes flat. Um Go around in circles with it, really. I mean, you know, he had the three victories on, on, on the bounce and, and there's the draw and then there's that game. And I, I tell you, even when it went to penalties and you're at home and they've been taken in front of the Stretford end, I still thought you might go out. I just didn't fancy this. I don't know, I just felt like... You know, even though it was Fellaini for United 95th minute get, getting the um, equaliser, so you'd think the, the sort of momentum would be with Manchester United as the home side, as I said, but I just just wondered about it. I was looking at Jose all, all the way through it, as I, you know, as, as you often do in this job, and... It's difficult to tell from a distance, and obviously I'm not inside his head, but I just looked at him and I thought, these players, they don't, or, or him, he's, he's not really... Do you think he's getting a across. response from these players? <laughs> he is sometimes, and other times he's not. It's, it's, it's confusing to me. It reminds me of, um, I hate to say it, David Moyes. Oh, I, I, where it's going now. That, now, my co-hostess <laughs> with the mostess, who's decided to just not turn up today, Joe, he said after the game that, what was it, if Moyes... <laughs> This was the sequel to David Moyes. Mm. He kind of said, and it definitely felt that it's way. It's unraveling a little bit, isn't it? You know it what is. I mean? It is. Um, we've got some calls coming through. Loads of people looking to call in today. We've got Charles up first, and he wants to speak about the Pogba and situation and our performance. Charles, what are your thoughts, mate? How you lads doing today? Good. Thank you. Yourself. Evening. Okay. All good. All good. I want to talk about something that's been on my mind. I think mean, I called back a couple of weeks back, and I was just talking about how. Jose Mourinho is the manager that we expected to get. But seeing this, Jose, more and more, I'm thinking of Eva Canero 2.0. It's, it's literally the same thing again. I've got, you've got Jose Mourinho talking about himself and bigging up himself, not never taking blame for a situation, to the point where when a doctor comes onto the pitch to save one of the players, he's now putting blame on that person. He's just never to blame for situations. Now we've got a whole fan base telling me that Pogba is the reason why we lost the game or Pogba is the reason why Joseph Mourinho needs to go on the, onto a pitch, onto a training pitch and say, why are you putting a, an Instagram post out? The Instagram post didn't cause us to lose the match. So I don't, I don't see what, what that has to do with anything. And all I'm, all I'm hearing from my club now is an embarrassment. And the embarrassment is not only coming from Mourinho, not only coming from Pogba's antics, also coming from our fan base. Some of the things I'm hearing fans say, it's just awful to hear. What is it you're not happy with some of the things you're hearing? What, what are you hearing that you don't like to hear? I'm hearing, I'm hearing fans say that we need to stick by a manager, but then the same manager says I'm bigger than the club. Hmm. You keep telling me that Pogba as a player shouldn't be bigger than the club, but then you're telling me Mourinho is bigger than the club. Because hmm. let's not forget, Mourinho was at Chelsea. They fired him, they got a new manager, they got a new manager, and that manager too with the mentality of the club, the mentality of the players. The only way to change the mentality of the players is to put a new manager in. Thank you very much for your call, Charge. Obviously, apologies if that did get through uh, one of those words, but uh, I don't think it did. Remember, if you're just tuning in, you are watching the full-time Devils fan phoning on XS Manchester. Today, myself, Adam McCullough, is joined by Webby and Jamie Jackson, the Guardian's Manchester football correspondent. 
No Joe in the house today, so it may get a little bit wild in here. But I hope you're all doing well. You're now We're now live on YouTube, hence the other reintroduction. Thank you for watching, guys, on YouTube. Thank you if you're tuned in on the radio. Remember, get your calls in as well. We've got another call coming through soon. But before we go to that, Webby, what do you think of Charles' comments? I can understand. You know what it is, Adam, with social media. You know, I'm just glad it wasn't about in the 70s, you know. We exploding every week. Some of the performance I had to watch as a kid. You know, it, it was bad. But like going on the match there is what Jamie said there. At 1-0, we had little guilted chances to go 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, put it to bed. And we never... And they scored it, and then we got a panic then, and then we get the sending off. You know, we've, we had enough chances to win two games of football there, and we never took it. I think that's our problem. We are not killing teams the way we did it. You can remember days under Ferguson, could be four, five, six. You know, I seen a stat the other day, and it, it really shocked me that since we last scored five in a game, Manchester City have done it 22 times. Crumbs, really? The, f the last time we scored five in a game was Fergie's last game at West Brom. Manchester City have done it 22 times. <laughs> You know, so that says it all, yeah, you know. It does, yeah. And Ch I, Charles made the point yeah. that there's always excuses for Jose Mourinho. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think, because some of the excuses that are coming out, they were never made for Van Hall. They were never made for Moyes. The, the facts are, we're eight points off in the league. I hate to say who we're eight points off yeah. in the league, but we are eight points off top spot. Yeah. We're out of the League Cup, which is a competition he's coveted. We've only got the Champions League and the FA Cup to play for, realistically. Why are these excuses being made for him? So I think they're stupid excuses. I said to you before the season started, you have a back the manager or you sack him. They didn't back him. So they've got, to, they've got to get rid of him. You know, I personally don't want to get rid of him. That's my personal view. But it is slightly changing now, you know, when they've seen us. You've got to look at it in 72 hours. We've had Wolverhampton Wonders, no disrespect, and Derby County fans, no disrespect, partying at my club. You know, imagine that under Fergie. We might have got a, a Wolves might have scraped to draw. We would have done Derby six or seven. One thing you said to me after the game um, is that after the Wolves game, usually under Manchester United, I hate say under, I hate saying that phrase. You'd see a reaction. Yeah. So after a defeat or a draw, you'd see a reaction. Mm. We're not seeing a reaction. No, what does that tell you about the dressing room and yeah. their support of the manager? Yeah, I mean it's. What, what, what Webby said, I completely agree with. I mean, I, I was in Bern for the young boys game and the difference for me, and I actually sort of put this to the manager afterwards, was you took your chances. You know what I mean? You actually did, but that was a, that was like kind of a rarity under this manager, that this side. I mean, you know, I think it, it, was, it was a paltry amount of goals in the in the league the first season. I think it was in the 50s and then, you know, 50-odd. Then last year, it was only in the 60s. You're looking at City, what was it, 106? You know, you're looking at the next side and... and that is the, a massive difference. I mean, it's interesting. I've started to hear criticisms of Lukaku, and he, you know, he he missed one on Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah, and he missed, missed one. Missed two. Okay, but I can remember one, and then there was one against Wolves where he, has, I think it was in the second half, the Stratford end anyway. He hesitated, and the goalkeeper gathered it. I'm like, you know, all he had to do was throw his body at it. Exactly, just just be decisive. How weird is it that a player that scored like ten goals in twelve games for a club and country is lacking <laughs> confidence? How, how good was he in the world? I was looking at him in the World Cup, thinking he is flying. You know, look, he's got an extra half yard at, at pace. He's, he's really taking. You know, he's he's battering defenses in the World Cup, and I thought, yeah, you know, he's going to come back to United and really, really do it. So yeah, it, the, the players. I I think it's all a little flat. I think he's flat, Mourinho. He's not the manager he was even the secretary at Chelsea before the Eva Canero thing, but I think that's what killed him. And the players are just sort of, 
the thing is for me, and we're going to go to another caller now, we've got Cam waiting on the line. Um, the thing is for me, I don't even think we've got the Mourinho we had in his first season at Manchester United. I hear you. It's, yeah. it's really strange. Mm. Cam, what are your you thoughts, are mate? Cam. You know, I, I got on the checking pitch yesterday. Can we all agree that Mourinho knew the cameras were watching him? <laughs> I've... I've been told that I'm a conspiracy theorist for saying the same thing, to be honest. Um, the way I looked at it was that, obviously, he didn't phone a, a cameraman and say, please be at the training pitch, but he knew the camera was there. Yeah. And, like, I feel he was fishing for a little reaction. Yeah. You know what he always tries to take the heat off him, and, like, now he's, he's done that. Like, did you see Pogba's face? He was like, what the, what's going on here? Like, he's just yeah. absolutely shocked, gobsmacked. Like, we're getting outplayed by championship teams, and I know disrespect to them. Like, we... Romero got sent off. We, they were like on top of us. I just want you all to start asking one more question. Like, you say tomorrow if you have the choice, if they said Pogba or Mourinho, who are you going with? One's got to leave, one's got to stay. Ooh, that's a good call, good question. Uh, everyone that listens to me on a regular basis knows my answer, so I'm yeah. not going to say it. Um, Webby? If one's got to leave for me, Jose? Pogba for me, only because he's a pay, they're both paid employees, but Pogba. He's, you know, whatever he thinks about what's going on, he's, he's got to stop sort of saying this stuff publicly because it's not helping the, the team. It's about the team. I, t- you know, I told me Mourinho is reacting to what Pogba's doing. Or like, it's not Mourinho saying something, something and then he's having to pick up the piece. Apart from obviously, yes, just, just maybe Pogba reacting to what happened last season. I, I is this? Are you, sorry, you're you're going to be in the press conference tomorrow. Yeah. What's your first question to Jose Mourinho tomorrow? Well, what I'm interested in is in that Instagram. Um, Conversation, you know, about the Instagram thing. He he thought it was posted after they've lost, so he's thinking his star player, his star midfielder, was laughing at United losing. So how about that? How can a manager does that not show a, a mad paranoia? Ex- I, I, exactly. I mean, I don't know if I call it paranoia, but I just I can't get my head around the fact that the manager would think any player of his would would want his yeah. their team to to, to lose. I, I just find that so so it may be something. You know, I'm Jose Mourinho, Jamie. Thankfully, I'm not. What's your question to me? Were you aware the cameras might pick up the conversation and the microphones? Because he knows they're there. I looked into it. The broadcasters have to, are allowed to be there once a month. So it wasn't just Sky, it was whoever else. It was, it was like a rights holders thing. And it just happened to be that day. But he knew they were there. So the question is really, or was it a misjudgment? Or, you know, we, why, not in your, why not in your office? Yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, because... But, it's... but surely, obviously, what you said before, Dad, and obviously, he put the post on, and we know about the phone situation at United. You can send a text, and it oh, goes yeah. through four years later, you know. <laughs> so, obviously, on that post, you can actually see the players running. No player's going to laugh at the team yet, but, you know, shouldn't Jose, I just had a little bit of fun, and whoever's actually told him about it, just think of it before you try and... You know, we, we, want, we at the moment, Adam, we've got to be together as a club, everyone. That's from the tea lady to you to Fred the Red. And if everything's having an argument, we make, we're looking like, like clowns. I do, feel, I do feel sorry for Jose Mourinho in the terms that I can see him feeling really isolated at the moment. He's partridged up in his in his in his suite. Yeah, but Adam, he had a he's, chance to get an house. No, 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 I yeah. know that. I'm just saying, I can see why he could feel that paranoia and... He's got so much going on around him. He probably doesn't feel the backing, really, of Ed Woodward properly. He probably feels like some of his players are turning against him. And that could be a difficult position for him to be in. But I kind of feel like he knocked the first domino, do you know what I mean? And he started that effect all off. And it's, it's a shame. Paul Pogba isn't helping himself. He isn't helping his reputation. 
But I kind of feel he's speaking for more player than himself at the moment, which is a worrying, worrying thing. Is anybody scared that this is this is history repeating itself with, sure. with Jose or Pogba? Was Fergie right about Pogba? Or Adam, we all is know this what Charles he can do Martin? as a player. We, we don't need to question that. We know what he can do as a player. But do all your stuff on the pitch. Don't speak to anybody. You show me what you can do in those 90 mm. minutes on the pitch because we all know what you can do, son. You can win games on your own and that's what we've got to see. And then the manager can't have a go at him for anything. His colour of his hair, his boots, his car, what his mum's wearing. <laughs> you know, just get on with it, Paul, and show us what you can do and we'll be, won't be that far behind City because we, we know what he can do. Can I just throw this in here? Do you remember when Guardiola, I think it was in April, said that he'd been offered Pogba yeah. in, in like last January's window? Yeah. What is going on there? Because you're not telling me... Or I'd be very surprised if Raiola, his agent, is acting without Pogba knowing that he's making contact with City to say, would you like to take him? So that, to me, what is, what is going on there? And that, that was last season. That's before any of this situation we're talking about now. OK, there might have been something. But, you know, Guardiola, I was in that press conference and, and you know, basically Raiola had called him, among other things, a dog. <laughs> and so he's responding to that. But I was surprised that, that, that he aired that because that sort of thing must go on quite a lot in the background but they don't often say it on the record in front of us a lot but I just I'm, I'm su surprised yeah, didn't he mention that he offered Mkhitaryan as well was it he offered him a pair and it shocked me it was around the time when we had the whole just before the, the Pogba to away rumours we had the yeah. Jose PSG rumours we had a a lot of rumours circulating at that time, didn't we? And was it was not far off the derby, was it? It was April time. I was, it was looking at it yesterday. Derby, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, on the derby yeah, time, yeah. yeah. Stupid, but like you're saying, well, why has he brought this out? And in our players, you know, some of what's kept behind that is it's kept to closed quarters. But come out and say it at a press conference. Nothing's been kept clo behind closed doors from either party, and that's yeah. a shame. It's all being played out in public for everybody to see. Um, it's, it's horrible really as a fan. It's horrible as a fan. Looking at it, and it's looking, you know. Yeah, you see, this is what obviously I, I I'm I'm not a fan, so I'm looking at it sort of, and that's why the, the Moyes thing it just reminds me of that because it might be slightly different details, but in terms of the sort of lack of control, the sort of turmoil that became, the sort of I'm going to say it was a bit farcical under Moyes, unfortunately. You know, there, there was just stuff. Do you remember when he got he got that story in, in, in the Lowry with the Everton fan after I think he'd even draw or, or lost to Everton at, at home? It was his old club, and he, you know there was that story. What's he doing? And, you know, and that was in the October. This, and it's what's going on here? These messages get now that, that that thing yesterday. If you actually stand back from that and see what what occurred, to have that go on in front of cameras, it's not very professional, is it? That it and it's so easy. Good to stop that from going oh. on in front of the cameras. It's so easy. Send a text. <laughs> Meet me in my office after training. Get him before he comes ask out. Ask John it? Allen or whatever his name is to tell Paul, yo, you got to see the manager after training. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Like, that's why it feels calculated to me. I'm wondering, yeah. I mean, I'm wondering what Edward Wood and the Glazers, whatever you want to call it, the hierarchy, the executive, are thinking, looking at that. What do you think they're thinking? <sighs> I... I, I I, wouldn't, well, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're disappointed in seeing that. Very in who? Well, it, it's Jose who's initiated that one, isn't it? Pogba comes bounding on, it's the start of training, he's happy, he shakes Carrick's hand, he shakes John Allen, the press officer, and then he says something and, you know, at the time it didn't look great. And then, then when I was basically told what it was about, I was like, really? About an Instagram post? Well, as you just rightly said, Webby, you could see on it the, the game going on, couldn't you? Because he, yeah. he tilts the camera at the pitch and it's still being played, so he only had to look at it himself the manager and thought wait a minute no that's not but also the, mis the mistrust there to actually think one of your players would be laughing at, at the side you play for and star for supposedly losing it you know 
not great. It's a weird, weird, weird time at Manchester United at the moment. And I've got to say, to me, in my opinion, it feels like Chelsea part two. Mm. Um, but we'll see what other people have to say. We've got loads waiting to get their calls in. We've got Rob next on the line who wants to speak about Pogba being a brand more than a player. So it seems like he's taking the gaffer's side. Good evening. Rob, how are you doing, mate? Good evening. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, well, that's that's. I'm not taking anyone's side, actually. Okay. I, um, I, I'm very, very frustrated with a pair of them. I think mm-hmm. Pogba's phenomenally immature. Um, you know, and he needs to understand the. And I think this is all very orchestrated, either by him, his agent, or the pair of them. You know, he needs to understand that if he's signed for Manchester United, and the rumours that Raiola told him three years at United, and then we'll move you on to Spain. If that's correct, then he needs to understand that right now, he on a football level is not that an attractive proposition if I am running Barcelona Football Club or Real Madrid Football Club I'm looking at him and thinking there's a fantastic player in there but do I want to spend the money and take on the baggage that comes with it do I want that risk when there's plenty of other footballers out there and one of them's just won World Football of the Year who are fantastic sublime footballers and don't bring this to the party that he brings so if he thinks he's being clever and this is all you know um, Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky three years here I'm coming to the end and the manager will move me on to Real or Barca he may find that that doesn't materialise next year because United you know they've made mistakes huge mistakes since Fergie left but I don't think they'll be moving him on as sort of 60, 70 million quid which is the price at the moment that he's probably worth um, you know so I think he's I think he's got to knuckle down if he doesn't like the boss he doesn't have to like the boss you know he's just got to show it on the pitch you know I've been listening to you guys yeah he was fantastic in the World Cup but we've only seen while he's been with us we've only seen flashes of what he's capable of there's nowhere near the consistency you would expect for 90 million and what you were saying before Ed Woodward's not backed Jose yeah okay maybe not this summer he didn't back him fully but in his first season he said right okay we'll break the world transfer record to bring you a midfielder never happened before world transfer record always goes on strikers we'll bring this midfielder yeah we let him go for free I'll back him yeah you want to sign on a free transfer and give huge wages to a 35 year old okay I'll back you you know so he was backed four players uh, second season you want to spend 90 million on Lukaku right okay you know he was signed two seasons before by Everton for 30 million Rob I totally understand what you're saying there Rob but when we needed backing this year to get closer to City he never backed him I agree with Rob though a little bit yeah he has backed him Rob one question I wanted to ask you go on Rob Webby he spent he spent 60 odd million on two centre halves and he's turned round to his paymaster and said they're garbage they can't Mm. cut it we need more Mm. what in any yeah true you true you you true Rob you get you get told, you're joking me, I've given you 60 million to sp- and you've basically told me you've spent it wrongly and now you're asking me for the same amount of money on one player? Wouldn't you be a little bit, wouldn't you say, hang on a minute, we've got six centre-halves at this club, you're honestly telling me you can't make it work with any single one of them? Mm-hmm. No, I, you know, I, I agree that he need, we needed more money spending, but that's got to work both ways. How many of, of his signings have been genuine successes? Mm-hmm. How many? How many so, can yeah. you turn around and say, oh, you spent this money well? You know, no. look at, you know, Mkhitaryan was a disaster, but he's not playing that badly for Arsenal, is he? Rob, you I know, want to ask so, you one question before you go. Um, sure. 
Do you think, you, you mentioned Paul Pogba and I totally agree with you that Paul Pogba should focus on his football because ultimately whether the manager stays or goes, he's still going to be here and he needs to focus on his career. But do you think Paul Pogba, this, this is Paul Pogba speaking for the rest of the team and maybe a sign that the dressing room isn't backing the manager? Or do you just think this is Pogba's ego against Jose's ego? I think he's probably... It's probably a little bit of both. I think if you had to choose, I'd probably say it's more ego-driven than anything else. I think Pogba, you know, Juventus, he was kept very much in check. You know, it, there was some real superstars in that team and he had two minders in the midfield with him and he was able to get on with his football. The circus, you know, I know he was very marketable before he joined us, um, but since he's come to us, the circus that surrounded him has been mental, you know, um, and it's gone on to another level. And I do think it's a distraction. Um, and I do think he's perhaps now, particularly with the World Cup win, he's maybe thinking he's something he's not. And I'm not suggesting for one second he's not a phenomenal player. Listen, he, he's won the World Cup. He's got the right to, you know, say whatever he wants on that level. But what he hasn't done is what he did for France and what he's done for Juventus. He hasn't looked like a world beater in a United shirt, not with any consistency. So at the moment, yeah, I think it is a bit of both. I think he probably does speak for elements of the dressing room. Um, but they're employees. You toe the line, mm. you know? That's totally what you have agree. to do. And listen, they are very well rewarded for towing the line, okay? They, these aren't boys working down the pit, you know? They're earning <laughs> the kind of money that most of us won't ever see 1% of. You Excellent. know, suck it up. Show your manager that you're wrong. Show your manager that he's wrong to marginalise you. But don't do it the way it's being done. Totally agree, Rob. Totally agree, Rob. Thank you very much. What a call. Before we go to the break, I've got a question for everybody in the comments. And of course, you can text your answers in or whatever as well. The question is, Luke Shaw made his debut four years ago this week. I think it was today as well. But what we want to know is who is Manchester United's best left back ever? It goes to Webby, it goes to Jamie, it goes to everyone here and everyone at home. And we'll see you after the break. Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils Takeover. Yeah. The FTD fan phoning is back. We're here on Excess Manchester. I am Adam McCullough. We're here live every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. We're going to be an award-winning show as well, so make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you're clicking the link in the description to vote for us in the Northwest Football Awards. But right now, I am still joined by Webby and, of course, the Guardian's Manchester football correspondent, Jamie Jackson, a.k.a. Jamie Paradise, and you can get his new book, Nighttime Call, as well. I say new, it's been out for a little bit. It's had some great reaction as well. And... Our producer, Chris, absolutely <laughs> adores it. Relates He's always to it. chatting to me about it and all that. Um, he absolutely loves it. So make sure you check that out. Um, Jamie, you're looking forward to the press conference tomorrow? That is going to be... I'm, I'm guessing this is one of your most looked forward to press conferences so far this but, year. Well, very well put. I, mean, I have to say, this, this start to the season has been pretty much like that um, at United. It's not been exciting, though. Well... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there was the one where he, he started 35 minutes early and then only lasted about two or three minutes, for example. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I always look forward to, to seeing Jose Mourinho, whatever's going on, whether you're winning, losing, drawing, or, you know, whether it's calm or not, just because he gives such good... He, he is a, a sort of soundbite machine. He just can't help but being interested in what, what he has to say for himself. I'm sure he'll have it all worked out 
what he's going to say tomorrow. But of course, you have characters like me maybe it, asking him. He'll have John Allen standing in front of the, the, the crowd apologising profusely. Anyway, before we did go to the break, we had a question for everybody. Four years ago since Luke Shaw made his debut for Manchester United against West Ham in a 2-1 win, which Tom Thorpe, Tyler Blackett and Paddy McNair and everybody else also played in. But we asked, who is Manchester United's best left-back ever? Webby. We've got a few, haven't we? You know, everyone. But for me, a bloke who never... Well, he played 580-odd games. Arthur Elbiston, great full-back. You know, played that amount of games for United, you know. And having a few bad plays in front of him that didn't help. But obviously people will say, here we Morton, because Dennis Irwin was colossal right, right-hand side, left-hand side. You know, 650 grand, what a player he was. But for me... We've got to go Dennis Irwin, but Arthur Elbiston's not far. Some people on, on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, get your comments in. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you can watch on YouTube. Someone said Butner. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> butler? <laughs> played like a butler. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, uh, Jamie, from a neutral perspective? Uh, it's got, uh, it's, you go with Irwin it's a little bit, not, it's a little bit boring, but I'd go Irwin just because, it, you know... It, the amount he cost from from Oldham, I think it was, and just what what he did in kind of you know the, the treble side and all the rest of it. I think Ever was a very you know very close second mm. for me. The ones I, I've seen, I don't go back as far as Webby here, but yeah, it'd have to be Dennis Irwin. I have to say, I have to agree, Dennis Irwin. Yeah. It's I find it mad, and it makes me feel old that some people won't even remember Dennis Irwin playing. But oh. not only was he better defensively than Ever. He was as good going forward. Yeah. He scored free kicks. He scored penalties. And he didn't have that decline that Paddy yeah. ever had. You know where it was just a rapid decline? I, in I always gone. remember that when we got rid of him, he played at Old Trafford for Wolves and Mark Ronaldo yeah. out of the game. <laughs> you know, a year after the same, he wasn't, he wasn't good enough for us. Great player. And I've seen him on the telly on Saturday putting that penalty away for the Liam Millen match. Oh, yeah, that was a great made, event, wasn't it? Raised a lot of money. I was speaking to Maisie. He had a great night. He, he always has a great night, no oh, matter oh, where yeah. he is, doesn't he? He raised a lot of money. Fair play to the, the fans what turned up. 44,000 for the three o'clock mm, midweek, you know. Play. And a United game was on and the same day as well. Same day. So. Real respect to everyone who turned up and he raised a lot of money yeah. for the great cause. Well done to the ex-players and everybody involved. And obviously, thoughts and best wishes go to the Miller family as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie... Back to the football and back to the serious stuff. Uh, Manchester United are back in action this week. We're at West Ham away. Mm. Early kickoff. I dread those early kickoffs, and even more so after this week we've had. But away has been some sort of comfort for United. Yeah, and also in this sort of cycle under Mourinho, sort of this season anyway, you're probably due to win. I know that's not a very uh, admirable way to kind of, you know, think your, your side's going to win just because it's you know it's your turn. Um, they're, they're, they're attacking with a bit of pace, West Ham, from what I gather. I'm not a massive expert on them, but um, I don't know. You know, with, with that defence, that, that was the thing about the, the goal where, where, um, which Pogba sort of, when he tried to do the turn and then they went forward. Where was the defence, you know? And I was just just a little bit concerned about, you know. Oh, now it's to Rob, it's like Rob was saying before about we've got six centre-halves at Old Trafford. Five are made out of glass, you know, so we've only got that one... Solid one, which which from week to week. Who is that solid one? Well, at the moment you got to look at Smalling, and which I thought I'd never see, which I thought I'd never see. But for me, Lindelof is not up for it. I'm sorry, but he's he's not good enough for us for to play in the Premiership. You know. I want to talk about another one of our signings, but before we do that, we're going to go into our third, fourth caller, Ben. Ben on ben. line one. 
Yeah, you've I got something it. to say about Paul Pogba. Hi, yeah, can you hear me, guys? Yeah. Hi, Ben. Hi. Perfect. Um, yeah, I think this is an important, this is, a, this is an inflection point, basically, in the history of our club, I think, and modern football. Um, are we going to allow agents and players to engineer how our clubs run, uh, undermine our manager, disrespect our fans, our club's history, their teammates? Um, or are we going to have a backbone? I mean, people forget that the Busby Bays, they died playing, they died playing for this club. Pogba won't even track back when he loses the ball on the halfway line. So, well, where are we giving this guy so much power? He hasn't actually done or shown that much for our club. Um, and to be honest, when he has shown anything in his career, he's been supported by midfields and defences that are impeccable, really, like Perlo, Marquisio, Arturo Vidal, Varane at the World Cup, Kante, Umtiti. How much leeway does this guy get? Um, what do you think about that, Webb? He's right, obviously, but player power is, is, you know, it's grown and grown and grown. The money's grown. The agents have become bigger and stronger. I think he's right what he's saying. Like, you know, when when does it stop? Someone's got to put a stop to it. It's going to get stupid. If this doesn't get put a stop too soon, what's going to happen next? Are we going to have, like, a mini-TV series every night of what them two have done at the training the, ground? The club are working on a Netflix deal, well, as you speak. Well, you, you never know with our, <laughs> with our club. But, no, it's stupid, but we all know player power now has grown. You know, it's got to be stopped. Am I the only one who thinks Paul Pogba's misunderstood? I think I am, you know. I, well, I, I think, genuinely think I am. I, I think part of it is maybe they've both got a case. You know, they've both got stuff that, that is fair enough. And then they've also got other sort of things that, that they've done or, you know, they're behaving, which, which, is, which isn't great. But this kind of goes back to my point why I sort of picked Jose before. Because I think you've always got to kind of go with a manager because of this issue about player Has power. Has the manager... Sh this is the thing for me. Everyone's talking about Pogba this week. Pogba didn't play. Oh. Everybody's talking about that. No one's talking about the fact we're eight points off Liverpool, mm. top of the league. We're out of a cup competition. It's only September. Nobody's talking about that. And that's the worrying thing for me. Why is Jose Mourinho not being criticised for the job he's doing? I don't care about Pogba. I don't care about this. I care about Jose Mourinho. But to be fair, for me, David Moyes was under more pressure. But to be fair, Van Hall was under more pressure. Before this week, Liverpool. Jose was getting it quite a lot because of the amount of, uh, let's say... <laughs> Uh, criticism I, I, I've been getting for sort of you know reporting what he's been saying and, and the results and you know sort of uh, assessing the team not not playing very well so I think I think it's what all that's happened this week is it's because you've got no respect Jamie yeah. that's what it Man. is Remember that? <laughs> 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 yeah I, I hear what you're saying a lot of people do think Jose so I think that'll be back on tomorrow I think Pochettino last three games in a row and he was under pressure too yeah I mean part of it is United you, you know you're expected to win whether you like it or not you know, Mourinho's won eight titles in four, four countries. He's expected so. So he's he, he and your club gets criticised more. And I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right, but you just do because it comes with the territory of being you know record champions. Something that <laughs> hasn't been spoken about because of this circus. Alexis Sanchez. Mm, good point. He's signed for Manchester United. Yeah. He's declined since joining. What is going on? I look at Adam and obviously. Remember him at Barcelona before he signed for Arsenal and watching some great displays by him on the right hand side of of the four with obviously in an Esther Xavier around him. Uh give him a go over there, you know. For me sometimes I think he's at the beginning I think he was trying to uh, try to impress and do the thing, but you're right. I thought he had a decent game at, at Watford, first half. I thought Is that the one where he set up the goal or was that? That was Burnley? Leicester, wasn't it? I 
Burnley, I thought he did well at Burnley as well. Uh, atrocious, but not the only one against Wolverhampton Wanderers. You know, when you're thinking, where's that player we bought? But hand on heart, Adam, I can never ever have a great game against us, apart from one game when he come up against Darmian. Now, I'd look good against Darmian, the only Italian defender who can't defend. To be fair, at that time, Darmian was being compared to Gary Neville and stuff. <laughs> no, remember that? Yeah, but he played that? him on the left, didn't he? He played Darmian left left back, and then we didn't see him again for six months. No, I know, but can yeah. you, This is really interesting. C- can you imagine the difference in your team if Al- Sanchez was playing as, as we thought he was going to? Because suddenly you'd be getting a heck of a lot of good goals, yeah. pressure would be off Lukaku, and you'd be winning those games yeah. and you're saying we're not taking chances. It's not, I'm not saying it's all his fault, but that's what he's missing for me, is someone else who can score a hat full of goals, you know? Which, how many goals have he scored from the team? Two. And that's the frustrating thing for me... The frustrating thing for me is he's not challenged like any other player. Yeah. And Jose has a few where he doesn't really challenge him the same. Matic mm. one, Sanchez another, where they'll always be in the team regardless. Yeah. And that's frustrating because you can't tell a 21-year-old lad, you've got to play well, you've got to be consistent. And then when he comes in, scores a goal, gets his confidence up, I can't play you next game because you played 90 minutes last game. Yeah, I know. That, that Martial that's, you're talking about, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. He looked well. First it half, make sense to me. first half the other night, the old Martial running at him, you know, make, making me getting on the edge of my seat. Mm. We know what he can do. For me, I'd love to see him play left on Saturday and Sanchez on the right. I'd like to see that, but we know what won't happen. Rash is back. Yes. Bayi, you hear, isn't fancied anymore. What's what is this story about Bayi? Not. One into uh, we've got to go to a call in a bit, which we will. Should, actually, let's do that now. Okay. We'll talk about Bayi in a sec. The next call is, is Justin been waiting the longest? Justin. Hello. Hi, Justin. Justin. Hi, how you doing, guys? Um, yeah, it's just, um, I'm, I'm kind of, all, everything that's going on now, um, I kind of feared was going to happen when Ferguson was leaving. I mean, obviously, we've had, um, you know, King go, Ronaldo go, Rooney, Van Nistelrooy, all those greats, even back to when Konchelskis, you know, when he left. But I wasn't worried because we had trust in the manager and I knew the manager would be all right. Post-Ferguson, it's just been like a country without a government, literally. I mean, the Glaziers, in my opinion, yes, some people hate them because they loan so much money to buy Man United, but... My my only problem is, because we've been spending still, so it's not been so bad, but my problem is, is the, the appointments were poor. Um, I think David Moyes, he's a good manager for Everton. I can't disrespect him there. He was a good manager for Everton, but not Man United, in my opinion. Um, Van Gaal's a dinosaur. He should have never have got the job in the first place either. And Jose Mourinho has got so much baggage. I mean, you know, I mean, my opinion, Chelsea have only got a 10-year football club history, you know, and just oh, well. looking... That's, that's a bit, bit long. <laughs> well, yeah, since, since Abramovich, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, just, just looking at the, at the drama he caused at Chelsea, you know, surely you just got to think, you know what, let's not touch this geezer, because... He's just drama, and this is Man United. I'm no disrespect to any other team, but you've got to behave yourself in a certain way. And he doesn't. I mean, everything that he's done, he should have put it. Everything should have been behind closed doors. This whole Pogba, um, Mourinho situation should have been behind closed doors. And um, but for me, 
Mourinho's got to go. Thank you very much for your call, Justin. He says it's like a country losing a government. And when we lost David Gill and Sir Alex Ferguson, there was a big, big hole left. And for me, he mentioned the Glazers there. I'm not going to defend them like he did in terms of spending money because if you look at the debt, it's still pretty much the same yeah. as it was back then. Um, but <clears throat> I just it's just a big hole to fill. And when you've got owners that aren't football orientated, when you've got owners, he mentioned Chelsea. At least Chelsea's owners want to win trophies. Of course he's there. He's at the matches. Most of them when they let him back in. He's, he's, he's Webb, there. I'm not going to be rude. Yeah. I've got to go to a break. No problem. <laughs> this is the Manchester Football Social Full-time Devils Takeover yeah. We're back for the final part of what is sure to be Another classic show We're Got bringing them in every it. single week here And make sure you're <laughs> voting in the Northwest Football Awards yeah. For FTD as the fan channel of the year We're back myself, Webby, Jamie Jackson From The Guardian as well And we're going to go straight into a caller Because this is the FTD fan phone And it's about your calls and Etienne's on the line. Yeah, Etienne, oh, put yeah. the baby in the car. Come on, <laughs> we got we got a minute to go here, Etienne. We need you quick. Okay, let's do quick. Um, topic of the day, I suppose. Start with that. Um, what can I say? Ego-driven shows. I think Berber put it best when he said it's a uh, measuring contest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Long and short of it is, I, I don't think the football's good enough. I think. His, his ego is writing checks. The football's not cashing. And I think it's time for him to go, to be honest with you. That is a short and sweet call there from Etienne. He's saying Jose's ego can't cash them checks. Just before we went to the break that we went to, we asked on YouTube, there were 16 players that debuted under Jose Mourinho. Um, and we wanted the people at home to name them. They were Mkhitaryan, Zlatan, Bayi, Joel Pereira, Axel Twanzebi, McTominay, Angel Gomez, Josh Harrop, Demi Mitchell, Lukaku, Matic, Lindelof, Alexis Sanchez, anybody seen him? Fred, Delo, and Lee Grant. Those are the players that have made their debuts for Manchester United <laughs> under Jose Mourinho. All 16 of them. Webby, we've got not long to go left in the show. Um, so let's start looking forward now, not backwards. Um, I know we were speaking about things serious things before but we've got West Ham next and we yeah. really do need a result yeah and obviously they've they got a, a decent yard against Chelsea they beat Macclesfield at 7 and 8 last night yeah. obviously their confidence is going to be up you know United coming to town they always make it an hard game but I fully expect us to put a professional performance in and go down there and bring the three points back it's going to be hard but I expect us to bring the three points back. We're Man United. It'd you be know. typical of Manchester United course, to do that, wouldn't it? Because it was you, you win. You win Saturday. You beat Valencia Tuesday. You forget about the the uh, Derby County game. You know, so it's a big week for us again. You know, starting at West Ham on Saturday morning. Have you fully given up on the league title? No. Not you yet. made me feel bad now. Not yet, because I have. Not and yet. It feels weird because I remember times when it'd be like twelve points gap with two games to go and I'll be like we can do this <laughs> come on <laughs> Jamie um, looking forward to West Ham obviously you've got the press conference tomorrow where you're going to show respect aren't you Jamie I am as always thank um, you I mean the other thing that's sort of been forgotten and you know, just throwing it forward to West Ham is it, it there was the Pogba captaincy thing wasn't there which yeah. was taken off him you know the second captaincy is called it is he going to pick him on Saturday? I mean, I suppose he has to, really. I was going really. to mention that before. You know, it's, if he doesn't every, pick him, and, uh, where do we go? Does it start again Monday? And, and, before the Valencia game? Um, you know? So, 
I think he will pick him, but I could I could understand if he if he didn't, oh. given everything that's happened this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you're gonna have to beat him. I tell you what, if you don't, if you lose there, oh. that's not gonna be great for, for the club for, for Mourinho because I, I do think that, that um, up above Woodward are looking at this now and thinking, okay, do we, we think don't want another Moyes situation where, where basically with Moyes he left it to sack him until you couldn't qualify for the Champions League. I don't think they're gonna do that again this this time. I think they've learned from that. You don't think that's the remit because I still I, think the club only made I don't financial th- decisions. Maybe they do, but I just don't think they're going to leave it to sort of whatever it was last time, 34 games. It, imagine if you, if it's all this for, for the next 30 games, you know, back and forth, back and forth, this happening, that happening. I just don't see it. So I think, he, I'm not saying he's going to get sacked on Saturday if you, if, if you lose, but just, for, just, just to calm it all down, you really need a victory. I think, personally, I said it to you, Adam, the other night, if we get beaten, don't put in a performance mm. Saturday. I think he's gone. I really do. And I can I don't see why like you're saying that. it, yeah. I don't like saying that, but Adam, we've spoken about it before. We're speaking about, there's n- no excitement there for anybody. <laughs> Seeing kids there at the ground the other night, wanting to leave mm. before half-time. Kids who have probably been in Old Trafford before, sees a great first goal, and then nothing. <sighs> sad times, isn't it? Yes. Absolutely sad times. But hopefully, hopefully, like Manchester United, there's always a bounce back. And, yes. um, we just, we just missed five, six years. We're just waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Come on. Oh, God. Can we just, someone just quickly clone Fergie, please? Because I, I ain't made for this. I remember when my dad said to me at that Swansea game, now you're going to know what it feels like to be a Manchester United fan. We've got one more caller before we go. And of course, we've got Webby's final words back today as well. But who's online? Tim? Hello, mate. You are right? Evening, Tim. Evening. How are you doing, guys? I'm yeah, good, thank you, Tim. You're going to have to be quick with your thoughts, mate. Sorry yeah, to rush definitely, you. Definitely, definitely. Um, it doesn't want to sound too boring, but I want to talk about the Mourinho-Pogba situation. Um, I think, for me, when I was in the summer transfer window, or not when I was in, in it, sorry, but when I was watching it, <laughs> for me, I'm not going to lie to you, I was pretty much writing off this season already because I think we was already thinking about next season. You know, if he's not given the funds for Mourinho this season, um, I, I can't see him improving us in January. Um, I think with him and Pogba, I, you know, normally I would say Pogba's in the wrong here, but I think he's taken too much. Marshall's taken too much. Luke Shaw's taken too much. May United as a whole has taken too much, you know, flack from Jose Mourinho. And he was renowned for someone, you know, defending his team, someone who would always put something in the way to distract the media from having a go at the players. But he seems to be putting those players' names to the media before the media have even jumped on us. You know, even the Jones and, and Bay comments mm. the other day about pennies. Yeah, fair enough, you might not like Jones as a defender, but come on, he's going to take a penalty kick. At the end of the day, you must have faith in the players that you have. Thank you very much for your call, Tim. Sorry to cut you Cheers, short. Tim. What did you make of his thoughts, Webby? He's Briefly. Right. Some of his thoughts were right, but you know, different opinions and different fans look at it different, you know what I mean? I've got my favourites, I've got players who I don't like who shouldn't be at the club. You've got the same, you know, it's, it's all about opinions, mate, but obviously it starts Saturday now, mate. There's, there's no Again. About. Again. Cheers, <laughs> Webb. Uh, <laughs> oh, Again. Man, I feel like I'm just on a hamster wheel. <laughs> Guys, thank you to our amazing guests today. We've, of course, had Webby and we've had Jamie Jackson, a.k.a. Jamie Paradise, back. Check out his book, Nighttime Cool. And, of course, um, my co-hostess with the mostess, apart from a voice today, he's been absolutely amazing. J- uh, Joe... Please don't come back. And, uh, <laughs> Webby, your final words. Final thoughts. I'm going to go on it again. Jose and Paul, 
get tomorrow, get in the Cannington, give each other an hug and a kiss. <laughs> Let's get down to West Ham, get three points. And if you don't want to do that, pair of you get out of my club. Simple. We're the greatest club in the world and we don't need this soap opera. Good night. That's full-time devils. Excess Manchester. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.